0: Welcome to this episode of the Context Podcast by Proofgeist. I'm your host, Martha Zink, and this is where we get to talk about whatever is going on in the FileMaker community. In this episode, we have another FileMaker chat crossover with Half the Maths. I'm joined by Matt Navarre and Todd Geist as we discuss the changes to the FileMaker platform and the impact that it has on the Claris community. All right, so we are doing a little bit of a mashup with our podcast here. We've got Matt Navarre, Half of the Matt and Matt show, and then we've got Todd Geist, which he deals with me all the time. <laughs> and I'm Martha Zink, and we thought we would just chat for a little while. It's been a while, Matt, since we've uh, we've had a chance to chat with you.
1: Yeah, it has been a while. So we're releasing this to well, I, we're, I think we're going to be maybe changing our name from FileMaker Talk to Claris Talk because that's it makes sense. we know. got that
0: name? <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and then are you? Did you guys change names? Are you staying? You had some podcast changes too. Yeah.
2: Uh, no, the 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 podcast is still called the context, the context podcast, which which still will work. King. Yeah, um, still going to be important at least for the foreseeable, at least as far as we can see. Context is still going to rule how you think about filemaker or claris, whatever the platform is. So, um, yeah,
1: context is king him. is one of the things I always use in training. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the. I think there's two things. I want to definitely talk to you about your modern FileMaker platform, not yours, but the Claris, uh, maybe modern Claris, whatever buzzword it's going to be called. Um, But before we do that, I really want to talk about what just dropped, which is uh, in the Claris Studio, Claris Pro world, uh, they released it. So it's now not in developer testing anymore. Yeah. And there's some really big changes, a couple of them that that I didn't know were happening. Uh, One of them is the file format change, which is a big one. And the number change, which is no big deal, but it was going to be called Claris Forty, Claris Pro Forty, and it's called or Twenty, and now it's actually called Forty. So they made it twice as good.
2: <laughs> I think they did that to sync it up with the server, um, but I'm not sure. I mean, who knows? They probably just wanted to get all the all the numbers together and make it into um, you know make it consistent. Right. But, uh, yeah. So, So the 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 file it is a new file format. And when you convert, you can't convert back. But the the functionality of Claris Pro and FileMaker Pro, they are the same code base. Like, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to work the same way, um, and they're the functionally the same code. They're just packaged differently and sold differently and licensed differently. That that's really the thing. So it's, it's um, as part of this transition process, that's you know, this is an intermediate stage or I don't know, like I said it could could last for a decade. We don't know, but uh,
1: that's true. That's,
2: the, uh, that's part of what's happening here. They're just moving things to to this new platform, and that's going to take a long time. And so part of that will be both of these things together for as long as it makes sense for them to be together. So it's it's um, I think from a if you're a developer, there will be change. there will be differences between the Claris license stuff, the Claris platform stuff and the FileMaker stuff that'll be based just on the license, not really on the, you know, and sort of what features might be available, kind of so, in the same way we've had features available on Linux that were different from Windows right. or Mac, that
1: kind of thing. Well, let me ask you some questions about the licensing. I'm, yeah. We're familiar, I'm familiar with the way that it used to be uh, you buy, uh, a five-user license minimum of FileMaker is about nine hundred dollars yeah. a year. That includes a server and five clients. Um, it was based on named user, and then there's other license styles, but that one was by far the most common. Yeah, I bought into the Claris uh, to the Problem Solver Circle, paid twenty percent more, get a two-year that whole thing, which I think yeah. a lot of people already know about. Um, but it still, and that switches you to a site license. Yeah, so it covers everyone in the organization. Um, there's a few people who that was just an unbelievably good deal for, but now there's Claris Pro and it's licensed differently, but I don't know what that is. Tell me what that is.
2: So, and I, um, the, the, I, I know, I, I wanna preface this by saying that I don't think I've got this completely figured out, but I, what I do know is, or the, or at least the one that, the, the licensing model that we've been looking at is you get the Claris platform it's a it's approximately it's 25% more than the filemaker per user license cost today like and that's going to change they're actually raising the prices on the on the filemaker license by 10% starting in in, yeah, uh, in a week, week or something right? next week something yeah. like that right so um, if i've got that right that means that the Claris platform will be 15% more than the filemaker Based licensing. And it will include right. Claris Studio, Claris Connect, Claris Pro, and Claris Go, and Claris Server, which you get three, three licenses for. So you can install up to three of those on your own on your own servers. So for 25% more, you are getting more, or 15% more is what it's going to be. You are getting more things. Um and and it's just one one price. Like there's not a lot of other things to think about and to worry about. And then they've also announced that this isn't coming yet, but they have, I think they've been pretty open about this, that there's going to be a freemium model on the Claris side as well, which I think is very exciting. That's always been one of the major roadblocks, or at least has been for the last five to 10 years where I know with the rise of SaaS software and web-based software, people could just sign up for stuff and they could be using it for free. And then, you know, if they liked it, they could, they could opt in. That was very challenging in the, in, in the, in the FileMaker world to do that. So that's exciting.
1: So I don't I think thought that's that going to drop now. Yeah. But it didn't. So
2: it, well, I think, so I think they're being smart. And this is the now, now I am um, just guessing here, but I think they're being smart about how they're rolling this out, which is they're not like, if, if you go to the homepage right now, you don't see this pricing, you don't see yeah. this new shift. That's yeah. it's not there. <laughs> they, they are rolling this out to customers. Um, widespread. Anybody who who would like to do this can now do it, but they're not like, this is not the, you know, the the golden path or it's not the preferred path yet. And I think that's because this is a whole new thing. They're rolling out a whole new infrastructure based on MongoDB to run the studio. And, you know, you you probably don't want on day one to have all of your sales and all of your new customers and all of your, your new things, all loading onto this, this new platform that you know you haven't run it at at huge scale yet. I mean, they just couldn't have. There's not enough, right? You know, they they kind of rolled it out to the problem solver circle, which brought a bunch of other people, and now they're going to a slightly wider circle, and eventually it will it'll become you know the the main way. But they're doing it slowly, and I think that's smart, right? Um, so I expect so the premium still- thing to drop when they a little bit later, uh, 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 or the freemium thing to drop a little bit later. <laughs> As they roll this out more widely
1: again, um, is it still five user minimum? Do you think going to be? Yeah, is I think it it's being... yeah, well.
2: It I, I, maybe the freemium thing will be under five. I, I don't know, um, mm-hmm. but the 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 currently starts at it currently starts five. at five users. Okay, um, so no change. Yep, no change. So you get quite a bit with that um, for, for that price, especially. When you think about where it looks like studios headed, I mean, it's still it's still pretty simple, but we can see how quickly they've been able to move and start to create some some pretty interesting things.
1: So if that continues to,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: If that continues
2: to improve at this rate, this price is going to be pretty compelling, um, uh, you know, for for all the filemaker people out there, but also for new for for new companies coming on board, which I think is super exciting.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what, one thing that was really disappointed with when it now, because of the file, I'm not, it wasn't really the file format change. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but now uh, when I launch uh, Claris Pro, it cannot connect to my FileMaker 19 server. server. So the database right. that I used to be connecting to, I can no longer connect to. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and this
2: is the licensing. So this is a, a licensing restriction, or at least, again, it's not, it isn't that it can't technically, obviously, because it could in the preview examples right um, but it's really yeah, more about case. they're they're saying this is the claris platform if you can't use it then you have the file maker platform and those two things will be somewhat in sequence although you know there will but, be you you can't go back and forth between them. yeah
1: but you can't do like it means you have to do a wholesale change right like if That's you have right. an organization with 100 users you can't Upgrade the server, and then slowly over time, over a week or a month or whatever, upgrade everyone to the new version. This way, you have to actually, you know, install, configure a uh, server for Claris 20, which, by the way, 40 Claris Pro, which doesn't exist yet. The only server they released is Linux.
2: Yeah, and they said they have said that Windows and Mac are coming. I, I, I mean, they may come. I mean, I think I think there's, you know, they're probably deciding how how big a priority to make it. But frankly, you can run. Linux on Mac and Windows just fine. So it seems to me that, I mean, if it was, if it was me making the decision, I would be, I would be looking at other features that actually, you know uh, you know, that unlocked more power of what studio can do and things like that. (laughs) But it may be that they, that they have enough customers who ask for it that they may have to release Mac and Windows servers. Um, But really Linux is, Fine for most uses today. I mean, it's. I think for traditional people who do things in house, it's a little more challenging. But even that, with Docker or with some other packaging system, you can run Linux on a Mac. You uh, you can do it, Uh, or VMware or or Parallels, or you know, take your pick. You can do it. So I don't worry about that one too much.
1: Yeah, 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 I guess so. But I mean, I'm an AWS guy, and I got really good at managing and installing, configuring, deploying Windows servers. Yeah. And they just seem to be great, even though it's definitely more expensive and slower than Linux. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, for me, there's like a lot of learning curve just to run server, Yeah, to run a Linux server. And it's just a completely different environment. Uh, I'm not going to bother. I think I'm just going to hire a hosting company um, <laughs> um, for my little we, operation. We
2: know one. We have a hosting company to recommend yeah. to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think the thing is, is uh, Windows is... Uh, I, I we'll have use cases for a long time. I mean, there's people who are really tied to that platform and they'll have to use it. But just in terms of licensing and cost, Linux is cheaper. So oh, yeah. um, you're just, you know, over time, it just seems like, you know, that's that's the cloud. The cloud is is mostly Linux. I mean, even Azure runs Linux. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just, that's that makes sense what to lean into for the future. Uh, and, oh, you wait, know,
1: I just... I love that yeah. remote desktop environment. I love the ability to mount a drive and have easy file changes, and you know, and I just don't have. I don't. I didn't develop the expertise that you have and a lot of people have in running servers with Linux. Uh, in some actually, ways, it's easier. In,
2: <laughs> in some ways, it's easier because there's less you can do, right? So it's like there's less you get out of the box. So you just kind of you you kind of tighten down on on the feature set that's there. Inter- interestingly, yeah. the Clara Server that dropped right now requires that you install a desktop, a Linux desktop. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this seems a little odd to me. And I think, again, this feels like it's just a transitionary phase as they're rolling this stuff out. But currently today, you must have a, de- you must install Linux desktop and you must use RDP to connect, um, to, to do it. So all that stuff <laughs> is there. You can install, uh, you know, basically, Looks like it's not Windows, it's not Mac, but it is essentially the same thing, and you yeah. do get a remote desktop. You can do that if you want to do it. Oh. So maybe I'll do that. that.
1: Just yeah, I I do these things because I just want to learn them and play with them and understand them, and yeah, uh, you know, I'm a nerd at heart at heart. <laughs> um, but what do you, you think know, about all these changes, Martha? Sorry, no, I was just <laughs> going to um, say. I mean,
2: this is this is uh, just to wrap that up. Uh, uh, I think yeah. where you know it's hard. I people get. Um, I wouldn't put too much weight on like what happened today. Like things are rapidly changing. And I think we're still not used to that in the FileMaker community where things didn't change. Literally, they didn't change for a decade. And uh, now it's like every other, every month, every, every four weeks, every four, three months, we're getting, we're getting stuff. So wait a while. If you don't like it, what's what's here now? It probably will get back. I I got
1: to say one other thing. We're in three very different places in the world. Especially me, I'm in a very oh, yeah. small Greek island, yeah. and there's about half a second of latency. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I apologize if I'm talking on top of you guys more than normal. There's all this time delay. So Martha, mm-hmm. I'd love to know what you're thinking about all this stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I, I think what Todd just said really resonated with me, which is that change. Our our world is changing, and that feels a little scary. And it took a little bit for me to adjust to that thought of like, whoa, this isn't what I'm used to. <laughs> I like things going slow and steady. Um, but it it feels right and that it just aligns with the way that the rest of my technology world works, right? Like I have this expectation of the way that Apple works and an expectation of the way that Slack works and all these other tools that we use. Um, mm-hmm. I like that the Claris platform is catching up to that. Is there gonna be mm-hmm. some heartache in transition? Totally. Um, Are we going to be there to support people to do it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's just, it was bound to happen um, or the platform would be in trouble, I think. So, you know, I think we deal with it as we go.
1: I agree. I, I've said, and I'd love to hear, I think you and I have actually talked about this, that what I really see happening is that the Clara studio platform will keep adding adding features, adding features, adding features until a couple of years from now. It'll be feature parity with what we see now in the FileMaker development platform. And then we can sort of bit by bit by bit by bit move sets of users off of FileMaker, Claris Pro, to Claris Studio. And then at one point, just stop using Claris Server and start using MongoDB and always on actual real proper cloud uh, services that Claris Studio offers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's their vision, but I really hope it is because I think that's gonna be very successful um you know as you we're think? talking
2: about this i'm thinking about i'm going through all the like the interesting parts of this plan um because there are a lot and um i have a feeling we're going to go long on this a little bit um <laughs> but <laughs> well definitely just, we got to
1: make time to talk about the uh, other, other yeah i
2: know here. we do but but there's a lot here and it's pretty interesting let me let me first say that nobody's going to be forced to move anywhere in the near future like this we're not like maybe ever like there's right. no there's no end of life, even on the horizon for the FileMaker platform for sticking with FileMaker. As far as we know, that just doesn't happen. So, if you don't need to move, you may want to move at some point. And the good news is is that you will be able to decide when that is. Um, and then the bad news is you're gonna you know if you're a company that's running FileMaker, you're gonna have to move everything probably. I mean you you could have a you could have an old license and a new license that would work and you could, you know, kind of transition things, but you'd be paying for mm-hmm. probably for two. This doesn't change the day-to-day of most FileMaker developers today. Like when we talk to, when when we talk to our teams, the people that, I mean, we're, we're running, I don't even know how many projects are getting run right now. We have, we have, um, I don't know, a dozen probably in, in flight at the moment. They're not, there's nothing really happening there in terms of, moving to, to Claire Studio or having to even think about any of this stuff right now. They're just cruising along as the projects have been planned. And that is, mm-hmm. that is the way things can happen. When it becomes reasonable for an organization or a team to move, they can move. And I think this is pretty interesting, and especially the way that they're doing it. So when you move to the to Clara Studio, when you open up Define Find Database, you see this little this little button when you when you select the tables is migrate, and you can actually move that table right out of your out of your file into Clara Studio, which means it's going to be it's going to end up as a collection of some sort of MongoDB uh, underneath.
1: Huh.
2: Now you I did won't not
1: see that. That must be a new.
2: Future. It's new. It's in, yeah, yeah. it's in, it's okay. in, it's in, it's Pro. When, uh, one thing I would say is that I don't think in any near term horizon, MongoDB is something you're going to have to even worry about, think about, deal with, know about at all. Even if sure. Claris Studio becomes an on-prem hostable thing, which they've said they is on their roadmap, but it's not coming. You're not going to think about it. It's just going to be, it's going to be the database engine, that is hidden behind the scenes that does all this stuff, but there's no they they don't need to expose that to you. And it's kind of like if you ever look at what ha, ha, like how WordPress stores its data, like in the old days, it's it would it's not normalized, right? It's not like it's like normal data. It's just like all this post met and all this weird stuff shoved into fields. It's going to be something. It's going to be something specific to the way that the Claris architecture works on top of it. It's not going to be something that it's just gonna make sense straight up Mongo. So I don't think we need right. to worry about that at all. But the cool thing is once you do that, it is now living in the cloud and it's no longer in your file. There's no longer a file <laughs> for that table. Right. That table is no longer in a file. It is literally a table that is running in your in somewhere in the cloud.
1: Who knows right. where at this point. Uppercase C cloud, not lowercase C cloud like we said right. with the right. server at this point.
2: And so, Know, so, and now you can use that table in your Clara studio. So you can build views and forms off it and things like that, right? So you can build Kanban boards and you can do all that kind of stuff. And you can do all of the cool new Clara stuff there. But the studio has really no programming, very little. You know, it has no, really uh, not much in terms of calc fields or anything like that, really nothing. But we have the entire FileMaker scripting engine and calc engine that can still work on it because you can still write scripts that run with it. You can still make layouts that run on that on that data. You can still yep. make calc fields that work with that data. And that is yep. pretty, pretty freaking cool.
1: It's cool. And you can have like a, so like what I did, Claris Studio doesn't have like an auto enter primary key. Yeah. Um, and some, and like date and time stamp fields. You just make the fields in the table that you're going to use for that. And then I have a script in Claris Pro that sees if there's new records and it just sets a primary key and sets the creation information. So now the data looks like a regular old FileMaker table. Yeah. And then I can run a script that says, oh, okay, well now there's a new record. Like if someone filled out a form, you go look for their name. If you find it, link it. If you don't make a new name record, go to this other table and do this other thing. You know, it could do all these, all, exactly what you said, all the FileMaker scripting things that we know and love can be done with that data. That's right. And including, having some processes with uh, uh with claris connect, that's which right. I don't know if it actually Claris Connect can directly connect to Claris or to Claris Studio data yet, or if you have to go through Claris Pro for that.
2: You I you know. know I don't know. So we're just getting all that stuff set up. I haven't poked into the Claris Connect connections to this yet. So I um, I imagine that's certainly yeah, the goal either. though, right? I mean obviously that would be the the other thing to do. Um, but if you think about like if you so one of the things you know, if you take a look at Claris Studio, you st- you and you and you look at like the spreadsheet view, which is really cool. He's like, oh, that looks a little bit like Airtable, maybe a, a year you know, a couple mm-hmm. of years back, right? But here's the thing: Airtable still doesn't have the programming richness that you get with Claris, uh, because Claris has the entire yeah. FileMaker scripting engine already running, right? So so in terms of how it, how it fares in, in the modern space is it's getting the new UI stuff and the new sort of publicly facing stuff that it's lacked, but it's not losing all that rich programming stuff that we've had that we've right. had for years. The other players yes. in this space don't have that, not to that, not, not, not to that level. So it's a really smart and interesting move that they've made, which is to kind of bring this along and leave all of the filemaker power right in there. They're not taking it away.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that's interesting, Matt, you just reminded me, some of the the things I've been hearing in the community is this fear of the new versions not having, the studio not having everything that we want, right? And it's true, it doesn't, we know that. But our whole career has been based on being creative and solving the problem a different way, right? Like, you can still get your IDs and you can still, you know, relate things. Like We can still do this and they're not taking away our most powerful tool yet. That we're so good at. So I think I think reminding ourselves that they're just adding a new thing and there's a little bit of change happening, but this is what we're good at. We're not, I mean yes, we're great at FileMaker, sure. Right. But it's more than that. It's all about getting creative and solving the problem and figuring a way around it. That, you know, it'll it'll get better yep. with time, but we're not dead in the water to start with in any way.
1: Yeah. And and I think directly connected to that, you look at the new tool and you see what it does. Do. What does it do? What does it do fast? What does it do well? What is it I mean, it has auto-scaling, it's, it's responsive, right? It's poof. You've yeah. got a form that you don't have to do anything for. It's light mode, dark mode, and it works on every kind of device. And you public-facing. It's public have to, facing. not possible with WebDirect. Direct.
2: <laughs> right. it's public-facing. So you can actually build, right. you can actually, I mean, right now it's, it's you know, it's still pretty simple, but you can see where this is headed, where, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to have some kind of, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to deal with this difference between an anonymous user and a named user. And I think they're doing that right now by just saying public data collection through this through these means, but they'll have mm-hmm. some way of dealing with that. And so you'll be able to create pretty rich UIs and experiences in Studio that can face the public. And so things like client portals, you know, customer portals, or um, mm-hmm. where people can get come in and do self-service stuff, you know, against your company and things like that, or with your company is is pretty awesome. That all that required because WebDirect. It, try, it tried to fill that space, but it, there just were a number of issues and it just wasn't and the scale wasn't there, right? But And so the only way to do that now is custom web publishing. And we do a lot of that. We do a ton of it and it's great and it works, yeah. but it is a whole different world. It's a whole different skill set of things that you have to know and that you have to learn to do it. And so this is bringing that in-house, which is, which is pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I have for years now struggled with... The web technology is so good at UI and and builds into the UX, right? It, it, those things are there's such a high expectation of what I get from a website, what I get from an app or an application, and FileMaker has been a little behind on that, right? And it's you know there are these ways we get creative to try to replicate that. It's nice, to, it's refreshing to be able to see that being part of the platform now and in a different thing, right? It's in Studio, it's not in in FileMaker, but it feels like By changing to this platform and having this new focus, it will extend the timeline of companies that are currently using the platform. I think a lot of companies were feeling that FileMaker was a little dated, right? That it was moving too slowly. And not that people were running to get off of it, but it was, you know, it maybe wasn't going, it wasn't. People weren't as worried about keeping it up, right? They're like, "Oh, we're going to use these other tools that are that are better at these other things," Um, and this I think this opens the door and allows people to think of the Claris platform as something that could live on for a longer time for a longer period of time.
1: Yeah, that that totally makes sense. So uh, this is a this whole topic of all the things coming with the Claris and Claris Studio Claris Pro uh, is one that we're going to be talking about, I think, a lot at conferences and person hopefully. but I don't know if you guys are ready to switch gears to um, the things we have talked about earlier, which is the modern filemaker. I guess modern Claris platform now. Yeah, yeah. Todd, you talked about talk I know about we that. we
2: spent we spent a couple we've done a couple of years talking about modern filemaker, and now we have to talk about modern Claris. But
1: yeah, but I
2: think I, I think it actually um, what so we we've used started to use this word this phrase modern filemaker a number of years ago, and it, it's what I think is that what Claris is doing is really embracing. That idea, and it's and I, I shouldn't not because it's our idea, but because modern filemaker really meant placing filemaker firmly in in the modern ecosystem. So that meant cloud, right? Had to be on a server, available anywhere, available all the time. Um, it had to be connected, had to be able to integrate with things. It had to be able to receive webhooks. It had to be able to send uh, send API requests. It had to be able to serve as the back end of other types of of interfaces. It had to be able to talk to Slack, you know, all of those things. Um, so that was what how we started to think about it was what does it What does it take to do that? Like, what does it take to put FileMaker in the space where it belongs, and you know, where where it feels like it belongs within the modern ecosystem? And because again, that modern ecosystem is cloud based. It's automations running behind the scenes. It's all of that stuff. It's connecting to all of the APIs and serving as yeah. a backend to all those APIs. That's critical. And for a while, it's not that long ago, I went back and looked just as, as we started to think about how we wanted to talk about this a little bit more. I went back and looked at kind of where we were just a few years ago. And if you remember, it was FileMaker 16. I, at the time when it released, I said it was the biggest release since seven. And the reason was because, um, but that was uh, 2017. So it was only five years ago, right? Prior to FileMaker 16, FileMaker did not have JSON functions. It had insert from URL that only did get, essentially. I think it did post, but there's limited, get and post. Right.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But it was very limited. It didn't have the full curl options. There were no JSON functions. There was no REST API. There was an old PHP API and there was XML. There was custom web publishing, right? None of those pretty old technology. Yeah, (laughs) none of those things fit in the modern ecosystem at that time. So when FileMaker 16 shipped and it got those functions and that capability, I was like, finally, we can now participate in in this modern space. And so that was that was the big the big thing that happened. And, uh, you know, they, they, they put Node.js on the back end um, and uh, to make the REST API, that was another step forward from making a change from Java to Node and JavaScript. And then, you know, the the next big change came uh, with FileMaker 19 just a couple of years ago now where the web viewer was unlocked with the JavaScript integration stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Again, firmly placing this into, into the modern space where... You can use you know, modern web frameworks to create UIs that you just can't do with FileMaker. And How then the I final just... thing is probably the, the, the move and the focus on Linux, which again is mm. cloud first. It's, you know, Linux is the foundation of the cloud and being having FileMaker server run on Linux was a, was a key thing. So we've shifted, we've gone from a client server database that was isolated from everything else around it, really, from the rest of the ecosystem, um, to something that where the action is happening in on the cloud and in the server. Server-side scripting is another one, PSOS, right? All these things that took it, put the focus on the server. Uh, and that is what we think of as modern FileMaker is that it is firmly rooted in the server, in the cloud. It takes advantage yeah. of the cloud and all of the ecosystems that are tied into the cloud.
1: So Claris, other than really clearly getting the message and putting these things into the Platform, what do you see that they're doing to advertise to evangelize the, this this way of seeing it? Are they using the the phrase modern clarist, modern filmmaker?
2: They they've used that of just a, I mean that people have said it like they've said it on in podcasts and on I think in the webinar last week that was mentioned. Um, but it, it it it's a way of thinking about it um, just in that terms like instead of and where, how that comes down to day to day operations for people writing FileMaker solutions is instead of saying, I'm going to write a big giant thing that replaces five SaaS apps. You say, no, in fact, what I'm going to do is build just the parts that that we don't have in those five SaaS apps and I'm going to integrate with them. Right. That's, that's probably a way of summing it up that, that you sure. don't try to recreate everything that's out there. You try to integrate with it. Um, and so they talk about that. And I think, think Claris, the yeah. FileMaker platform today is actually quite good at being an integration layer. It's yeah. really quite good at it. And that's, that's another key part of that. And so they're definitely talking about that. But I think now that they have their you know, their new Claris platform, they're gonna be spending a lot of marketing and other time talking about that as they should be. So I don't know, I don't know how much they're gonna talk about this in terms of you know, modern FileMaker and what that means, means to that platform.
0: I think they're just integrating their language with with language that's expected in other, on other platforms, right? They talk about cloud native, they talk about integrations and it being seamless. And so, I think they're I think that they have an interesting problem to solve in that we, the filemaker world, need some bridge to feel comfortable with this. But they also need to attract new people, right? And so, just using those terms is really important, and not not always depending on just the existing crowd, right? They need to they need to expand that. Yeah, there's not a lot of net new right
1: it hasn't
2: been for a while yeah i
0: think yeah that
2: goes i think um you know so modern filemaker is what we say to people who are wondering what to do and they're not ready to move to the claris platform but they're heavily invested right or they come to us because they like filemaker and they want our help building something this is how we talk about it it's like you can build very well and forget the forget what claris is doing for right now with claris with with claris studio Right now with the FileMaker platform, you can do quite well uh, as long as you understand about where the future is, which is the cloud. And so it's, it's, it's really embracing that whole thing uh, and, and embracing integration and embracing these other kinds of tools that you can use to build applications that interact with your FileMaker database. Make a Slack bot that talks to your FileMaker database totally doable today, totally yep. doable. Um, we're we're experimenting, we're thinking about moving to this. Uh, I think we're gonna actually do it to this Gmail. It's like a, a mail, a boosted mail client called Front App. And they have this great integration hmm. layer that can, when you when you see an email message, we'll be able to talk directly to our FileMaker database and show all the information we have about that email address from our database, right? That's cool. Those are that's what we mean when we say modify. That's FileMaker. key stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> One of the things that many of my uh, clients are having a problem with is just sending an email to of filemaker right now. It no longer, it doesn't authenticate to, to Google, to Gmail the way that it used to. And you certainly can't use the method to open up the mail program.
2: Because everybody's using because Gmail. Because people yeah. don't use that anymore. Yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And so, so there's integr- no, no right. Slick. So integrating with, and there also are challenges, right? We send, I mean, sending mail comes up all the time because you can't just send, you can't just blast mail out of your, out of your mail account you will tank your account you'll tank your domain you'll tank your IPS whatever you have to be mm-hmm. so you you kind of have to use apis if you want to send anything in in any kind of bulk or anything like that so yeah but 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 this is what we mean by modern filemaker now that said the the old so this older model we have which is still really client client server database that engine as Peter talked about in 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 many of the webinars they're just not going to be able to move it forward fast enough to take it where they need to go. And so that's why they decided to build this new thing. And I totally applaud them for that. Because I think you know it's just a different world now. You you MongoDB uh will scale at a at a rate that they just yeah. can't do with the Draco engine. It just isn't possible.
1: Oh, totally.
2: So this is a yeah. smart move. And I think it's the right move. And I think it's the future. Um but it it if it's not here for you today, you still have all this great stuff that we can do with this modern FileMaker um, language and, and methodologies that, that we have. And so, I don't know, I'm pretty excited about it because we have this great world now and we have this the glimmer of what the future might be. And we can see that the path between those two things looks reasonable, looks doable. It's yeah, gonna take yeah, some yeah. time, but it looks like it's, it's gonna work.
1: I, I think we're all on the same page with that. But I think it's actually really good to talk about it because many people in the community, and I think especially clients, don't really know. So I think kind of bringing up these details is really yeah. useful.
2: It's important. And what I, what I hear a lot when people see these things for the first time is they say, oh, but it doesn't do this or it doesn't do that. Right. And again, it's just you know the rate of change is much faster these days and things are moving. And you know, more than likely at some point, if it makes sense to get into Clara's studio, into the new platform, it'll get there. So it just may take some time.
0: Yeah. I think that the, I think that the Claris energy is a little bit different too. I can, Robert Holsey did a presentation at auto enter and like, he was jazzed. I mean, he was super pumped about what he was showing. And, and I think that there's this, this new level of, I don't know. It just feels reinvigorated to me. So that's exciting to me. Right. I mean, they've got to prove it and we've got to watch that happen. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naively just following along, but, but I really do think that they're, that they're, they're, Headed in the right direction.
2: No, I think I think they're excited about it. I, you know, one, la- one last thing maybe to mention is is for companies like us um, and uh, or really anybody who's trying who's in the market of developing databases for other customers. There's there is going to be a challenge, which is that a lot of the buzz coming from Claris is going to be aimed at this new platform. Kind of makes sense. Like you can't really blame them for that, right? They they now have something that um, looks modern, feels modern. They're going to have a freemium model based on it. This this is their growth strategy going forward. So they're going to be talking about it a lot, right? And so we have to figure out, and this is the challenge that, that Martha and I have in particular, because we, we're responsible for for the marketing, is we have to figure out how to, how to play in that space and play in the old space, which, you know, the older space, which is still going to be viable and very important um, for most of our customers yep. for years to come. So I, I, that's what I'm... I'm sort of like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to be in both worlds? It's going to be a little challenging, but I think they're helping us by keeping them, keeping them so similar. So it's not like your FileMaker scripting yeah. skills are going to be obsolete in the Claris Studio land anytime soon. So I, mean, I hope we can, we, can, we can do that.
1: For a small client, I see no downside really other than a small price increase of just switching over to, to Claris. And then if you want to use... Claris Connect and Claris Studio, it's there, and it's not. Then you're on Claris and Claris Server, and you know it's the exact same thing. That's certainly what I'm going to do for all the things I work on. Anything that I can do, I'll be doing.
2: I think there are there are some things which I still haven't quite like. So we haven't figured out the the list of things that say don't move yet. Like there are some um, some of the authentication is pretty clear, and there's probably others. And we just because it's still Mm -hmm. new and we haven't faced all these things. We're no. going to figure out and very soon um, what are the things that are going to prevent people from moving, um, and you know you just have to stay until you either move off of AD Active Directory, or or they ship it. You know one of those two things, um, and uh, you have to stay there for that.
1: Yeah, is Active Directory not supported in Claris Pro?
2: Um, I didn't know Claris. That. So it's Claris ID is the thing that makes it all work. So currently only it's Claris ID, you- yeah.
1: Okay, Yeah, I didn't know that they actually took Active Directory out of it, Well, that's news to me.
2: It's just that to, to log into Claris Studio, you need to use a Claris ID, and to see your Studio tables, you need to have logged in to your FileMaker with, Claire, with, with, um,
1: right. with yeah, Claris yeah. ID. And there's actually two totally different things that you connect to. So like yeah. if you use FileMaker Cloud, then that's one ID, but then there's yeah. also like the Claris Studio ID,
2: they're, they they are merging those they're they're merged yeah. Either they have merged okay. or they will be merging but okay. um but right now authentication is one of the things that's like you have to be okay with claris id um and that may not be that may not be true for everybody right now there's probably some others and they may have mentioned these but we don't have a definitive list yet and i don't want to i don't want to say things i'm not sure of but People should know that um, there are a set of capabilities that aren't going to. Oh, another one is. I don't think ODBC is available on. Maybe it is actually. I hear. See, I, I think don't it know. Is. So, but I, I so actually I, again, some things I don't know box. whether they are or not. Um,
1: well, in all the testing versions of Claris Pro, basically all the things that were there are still there, and there's one yeah. new one, which is Claris Studio data.
2: And they did. They did go back and uh, they did add O data to everything now. And I, they might've added ODBC to, to Clara cause Clara cause ODBC was not on Linux server. I think originally, but I, it might see now I'm getting, I'm, I am getting i i do not have the names in front of me, so I may be saying things that aren't true, but I just caution to people that they need to investigate a little bit, whether or not they could move their big system over to Clara studio, but before they do that. So, and again, there's
0: no yeah. rush, right? That's, that's yeah. the key piece is like, we don't have to. Rush and go move to a new platform. What we have is working. They're keeping it in parity for a while. I mean, we, for the foreseeable future, we we don't have to move until, until we're ready or until it seems feasible. So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm super excited. We're just we're just really getting rolling with it now. Um, now that everything is is essentially released and um, figuring out all these all these edge cases, so that we can start talking about it, documenting it. You know, teaching people about. About the right. new stuff and there's there is new stuff coming in in filemaker 19.6 the the new transactions oh, yeah, and yeah. other things are coming that are yeah. be very interesting so it's it's um it's good times all around
1: no one uses transactions
0: <laughs> they might
2: because it's going to get ra- there's a lot of debate happening right now about whether or not it's Inside better than joke. the old way and of course there would be right you get to get a bunch of people who are used to doing things a certain way and give them a new way and half of them are going to refuse no matter what, even if it is better, yeah. it's just going to refuse.
0: Matt, I don't think that Todd knows that we meet every Wednesday to talk about how we don't like transactions and we avoid it <laughs> and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, that was kind of an inside joke because Todd, you and I have talked about transactions for like, I don't know, 10 years, yeah, long maybe time. longer yeah. and yeah. how, and how important it is. And you know, when, yeah, just the whole asset test thing. I remember when that was all being developed and how much of that you figured out It was a beautiful gift to the community thanks well it was
2: it was just random really um i figured it out and then i went and actually it was in the in early devcon days they used to do this thing where you could get like 15 minutes with a with a claret with a filemaker engineer and so seven was just shipped and i got 15 minutes with with sean felisikowski who was one of the architects of the draco engine and i said I think FileMaker supports transactions and here's how. And he smiled and said, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's cool. It was just random. And I owe a lot of it to Danny Mack, who taught me to to taught me to actually understand that there was a need for transactions that you actually needed to worry about these things. So <laughs> yeah, there's well, I mean, 196 is whenever that drops is um, you know, the new FileMaker thing uh, is going to be. Uh, super big deal. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Cool. It's an interesting time. So this is clearly, for some of us who've been around for a long time, this is the third big change. I mean, you could say that 16 was a big change, and I think it was, but I, I'm not sure that it it shifts as much as say three, which gave us relational database, and <laughs> seven, which was the breakout. now, that. and now we're at Clara Studio. This is uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: this is a big change.
0: Todd, I, was that
1: cross-platform
0: no that was three before. was
2: cross-platform oh, three three was cross-platform 4.1 <laughs> was 2.1 yeah yeah todd, I saw
0: you. todd the year uh i, I remember it must have been at least around five years ago but i saw you at devcon and here i just wanted to like joke on you for being a patriots fan and you're like the future is json and <laughs> javascript and all you wanted to talk about was that and i'm like well okay i guess we're yeah. not talking football today <laughs> yeah but I remember you being super jazzed about that. I was. That, that was I,
2: I, I I thought that was a critical move they had to make, and I was glad they did it. But I think it it's it's not as obvious, right? It didn't force you to change formats, or it didn't give you a whole new tool set or anything like that. This is a big one. This is this is, and the, other, the interesting thing about this though is, it's not like, uh, well, I don't know, shifting. A lot of people took years to shift from from six to people were shifting from six to. Seven, they shifted from six to eight, nine, 10, 11. People shifted from six to 12. I mean, it happened. So this is probably similar to that. It will take a long time for people to move.
1: A client I came across recently has like a bank of remote desktop things so that their clients can use their six solution because you can't run it. You can't run six on any modern platform. Yeah. So they have some sort of simulation and I'm moving to 19.
2: Yeah, I had somebody call me. who has got a single, single user file. You know, just one person needs to run some things like four times a year and it's like FileMaker 4 or 5, FileMaker 5 running on Windows and they still get it. It still runs on like whatever Windows 10 or whatever. Wow. And they're like, we don't know how to migrate it. I'm like, I don't either. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! You know, that's actually the cool thing about this. When when the freemium does come out, is that that's a perfect scenario for that, right? Well, so
2: people will let's be able to get you back do. up
0: to up to parity yeah. with Pe- modern times. People and then will be able that. to
2: do simple stuff and yeah. just have it for free, and uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. Yep. So I don't know. There's more. Well, we we there's going to be lots of podcasts about the stuff as we figure it out. Lots of blog posts and things. So, but it's exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm jazzed. This has been great talking to you guys today.
0: Same, same. This, Thanks for this
1: evening or morning or whatever. Where
0: you I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Which, <laughs> which time are we going for?
2: <laughs> um, we're all, yeah. we're all drinking coffee. Matt's about to, you know, have his evening nightcap or whatever.
1: Well, in, in Greece, dinner starts at around nine. So that's, that's right. Yeah. The
2: Mediterranean thing, <laughs> late dinners. Okay.
1: There's restaurants that don't even open until 9. PM. Yeah. Uh, on wow. Crete. And oh, then man, clubs I- that don't open until midnight.
0: Okay, that's you know, a little late for No, it wouldn't surprise me. me if California <laughs> not starts my
1: generation. doing that because
2: it's getting so hot around here in the summertime. You don't really want to go out until after dark. Yeah, I can, I can see that as being a real thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, well, that's great to talk to you guys.
2: Yeah, awesome. Great
0: to chat. All right. We appreciate the time. Soon. Thanks, yeah, Do please, it again, Matt. This was soon. awesome. Thank you for listening to the Context Podcast. If you can take a minute to pause and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. Better yet, if you can share it with a friend, that would be awesome. No matter if you're a FileMaker developer, consultant, user, designer, project manager, or whatever other role you have in this community, you're proof of how amazing this community is. My job is to help spread your knowledge and your stories on this podcast. Find me on Twitter at mz123 or at proofgeist, and let's share your story.